Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hey, Inez, how are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm uh, on the tail end of being sick, so forgive me, listeners, if I, if I cough and ruin the audio soundtrack in your ears. Oh, it's usually such high production value. That's the, that's I know. you're going to ruin, you're gonna ruin Very it. High. Gonna ruin yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the question of the week that the whole country is asking is, is Obama gay? Have we established <laughs> sufficient proof uh, to uh, question his, his uh, supposed record of unblemished uh, heterosexuality? I think you watched the Larry, parts of the Larry Sinclair interview. I watched the whole thing. I was fascinated by this. I'm just fascinated the whole social phenomenon um of like why we're doing this um and you know where do you come down did you find him convincing this guy no i i don't frankly i don't find him credible although i i will say what other folks have been saying which is you know if the standard is christine blazy ford um you know there, there are questions that could be asked was obama actually in the in the city at the time at the dates that this guy is giving right there's some investigative journalism that could be done there um, I don't find this guy credible. Like this guy was, I don't know. He seems, he seems like a whack job to me. Um, but that being said, you know, we, so did Christine Blasey Ford and she got to testify in front of Congress. Um, in terms of, of where we're going. So I guess two two points. One, in terms of Obama and his sexuality, to the extent that matters, the credible pieces of this, of course, are not this particular story, but what was written by Obama's biographer in that tablet, long tablet magazine article that we talked about a few weeks ago where, you know, Obama wrote to his girlfriend about fantasizing about sex with men frequently. Um, and then Obama himself admits that he did, you know, coke in his his memoirs. So, like, these pieces of, of the story of the 90s are probably true. Uh, this guy just doesn't seem credible to me. I don't, I don't know. Like, it... it <laughs> again, he seems like a, uh, anyway, he seems like a drug addict. He seems like somebody who's looking for a shot at fame. He seems like somebody who's quite delusional. Um, I did enjoy Tucker's facial expressions as he was describing this. There's a joke going around that made, really made me laugh, which was, um, the next Tucker show is going to be, you know, some guy who says he blew Cal, like silent Cal Coolidge, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's going to be the next big Tucker interview. I will say about the, the more important piece of this to me um, is, is the credibility of new media and the ability to compete with cable and uh, mainstream sources. And that's something that's quite close to my heart. And I think on this show a couple of weeks ago, um, I criticized Tucker for his interview with Trump on this, this uh, basic premise, which is, I was a big fan of Tucker's show over at Fox. I was very uh, disappointed when he split ways with Fox, when they they basically they forced him out. Um, I, I even wrote a piece in USA Today about why, you know, Tucker could be a, a tipping point for new media. He has, he's such, has such a huge audience. He's such a, you know, fascinating sort of personality um, that, that any project that he did independently, much like Megyn Kelly, right, could could quickly gain enough subscribers to actually really start to force the question with some of these more traditional news outlets. Um, and especially given that his his audience, I feel like his job was to connect the boomer cons and the normie cons with a few spicy elements of, you know, the, the new right or the dissident right. And he did it in a very, I think, good way, entertaining way. Um, but now 
he seems like his without any an editor, he seems like he's designing his program to turn away a lot of those people. Um and and it seems like more like I don't know, just return it to Obama for a moment. Like when Obama did the interview with the YouTuber who was sitting in the um was famous for sitting in uh, like a bathtub full of Fruit Loops or something. Like, and there was a whole discussion about whether this degrades the presidency. Um, I think it's been degraded considerably since then. But uh, you know, I, I want to see, I want to see exterior media from the outside of like the entire left-wing media and then just Fox, um, particularly with the direction that Fox seems to want to go in. Um, I think that would be a very important development in the U.S. media ecosystem. But Tucker, I think Tucker could be the guy to really be the the, the hinge in making that happen. But from that perspective, I've been a little disappointed in who he's chosen to interview since he's been doing these shows independently, the direction he wants to go in. I mean, like, Again, you have the presidential candidate probably from one of the two major parties sitting in front of you for 40 minutes, and the first thing you go for is Jeffrey Epstein. Even if that's interesting, right, you have the opportunity to ask questions like, well, I don't know, you say the election was stolen from you in 2020 and then it was rigged. Like, how do you plan on overcoming that in 2024 if the same situation is in place? Like, that seems like an important question that no one has really pressed Trump on. Uh, and that's not a question that, you know, Fox anchors are going to ask him. So like that would have been to me a value add in having this new media ecosystem. And it's not gone in that direction. It's gone in the like Larry Sinclair blowing yeah. Obama direction. And I, I, I think that's disappointing personally. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the, yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, I mean, not a lot of people were buying, uh, the interview I saw, like Scott Adams criticized it. Even Elon Musk, you know, Elon Musk was like, you know, this said this is not solid. And Elon Musk has been a big booster of Tucker on X for obvious uh, reasons. As far as like that, uh, the um, the uh, book on Obama supposedly being homosexual. Um, the uh, you know, I think that that's I think that was taken out of context. I, I posted that on Twitter that. Um, uh, that uh, tablet characterization of it, which the tablet says Obama fantasized about having sex with men. If you look at the actual quote, um, which tablet interprets that way, it's it's really not. Obama is trying to make some kind of point about like how gender is like, you know, we shouldn't see people as men and women. We should see them as individuals. And he's like, you know, I, I make love to men daily in my imagination. Now that sounds like, okay, in my imagination, he could be fantasizing about sex with men or he's like appreciating men for their intellect, right? It doesn't. It 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 it, it is not clearly. <laughs> we're not doing video anymore, but it has a very funny look on her face. I think he, he sounded like. I, like I, a I would find it weird if a man that I was dating said that because you don't date. I would, I would start to suspect that he was gay. Yeah, and so like I, I mean, I, I, has, it's it's open to interpretation, I guess, but I don't think that it's ridiculous to read that. I don't think it's a wild conspiracy theory to read that and think like, huh, maybe, maybe this guy is gay. Let me me read you the few sentences before that, because this is very interesting. Obama says, in regard to homosexuality, I must say that I believe this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present, a refusal perhaps to perpetuate the endless farce of earthly life. You see, I make love to men daily, but in the imagination. Okay, so I think that's clearly him not being gay. He's criticizing homosexuality. He's he's saying he's opposing being gay to 
I make I make love with it in my imagination because I mean, I'm so that proud of sounds it like I mean that sounds like the decision of someone who is sexually interested in men but has decided to pursue a different path, which Making is love very with them in the mind. No, which is I mean, look, like it used to be very common that men made that decision. Um, you know, Cole Porter yeah. was married to a woman, right? I mean, it's not. I, I, see I, I guess it's like associated Obama. only with the idea that it was like, you know, persecuted or whatever to be gay. But I, I, I mean, I think there are rational reasons why someone might do that. I mean, for starters, right? Somebody might choose to that having like a, a family and children might be more important than sexual fulfillment, or um, they might choose. They might think, hey, I want to run for Congress and eventually the presidency of the United States, and you know. In the 1990s, it would be hard to anticipate that America would would elect a gay black president. Well, they still would. They still wouldn't have in 2000, 2008, I don't think. Um, it'd be, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I wanted to clarify because I did share that tablet that uh, tablet thing. I think it just it just summarized it in a way that I think is uh, not fair. Now that I look I'm, at the whole I'm, thing, I'm not seeing this big gap of fairness based on what you just read in the original no, lines I, and how it was summarized. I, it it. I think it's a very no, fun, saying, fair well, summation. I, I almost see it as the opposite of you that he you're saying he's uh, he's uh, repressing his gayness. I see it as almost like he wishes he was gay. Like he sees gay as like hip and like the you know in his sort of high sophisticated. I was like androgynous. I don't see male and female. Like I almost seem like poor Obama wants to be gay, but all he has to settle for is having sex with him in his you know in his imagination. <laughs> reading books. That's not gay at saying, all. You're right. That that doesn't sound gay at all. <laughs> He's gay. he's gay in like the nineteen nineties. Like, oh man, this guy's gay. Like, this guy sucks. <laughs> I don't think he actually likes men. But anyways, um, you know, there's no evidence. You know, besides the letter. Um, and you're spiritually right. Spiritually gay. I mean, yeah, spiritually gay. Yeah, Tucker and Tucker. You know, has this thing where he's like not afraid to like ask questions or to go places that others won't go. Uh, but he also has a weakness in like. You know, if if he really wants to believe something, or he thinks it's cool, or he thinks like somebody's covering up, um, he'll just you know he'll just go with it. Uh, so this Larry Sinclair thing, I was you know I was hoping there would be you know some kind of evidence there um, that you know there's something we could look at. Just there's there's nothing. I mean, it's the same story. This guy came out in 2008. It's just a story. There's no evidence they ever met. They know you know it is like Christine Blasey Blasey Ford, right? It's pretty much the exact same thing. Well, I mean, there's difference. She was under oath. I mean, people say that there's, you know, other differences. Yeah, but I mean, it's basically a story without, um, without any real corroborating evidence, and you just have to trust this person. Um, and yeah, I mean, people did. Yeah, people really didn't, you know, didn't fall for it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of you're right. It is a sort of a failure of new media. But at the same time, like the fact that like. Most people didn't seem to believe it. it. Was almost like a strength of new media. Like you know, I could have imagined like everyone would have ran with it, and be like, "This is real." But at least the influencers I saw, um, and maybe uh, maybe there are dumber so there are circles of people who are just like less careful with the evidence. But like you know, the David Portney, like Scott Adams, like people who are just like right wing. Um, you know, they weren't they weren't buying it. Um, is is that how you is that how you saw it, or did you see something different? I saw something more like, "Why are we focused on this?" Like. Even if this were true, does this change the, like, does this change what's happening in this country? Um, and look, the case that it does is simply, maybe it's a shot across the bow. And the important part of that tablet piece, which we discussed, um, 
was about whether or not Obama still exercises undue influence over uh, high-placed officials in the government. And to that extent, like I could see this being a like, we know who you are, kind of like, we're going to we're going to come after you and we'll use any tactics to do it sort of shot, shot across the bow. You have reached but, the end of the free I mean, recording for this that. episode of Clown Car. To listen to the rest of the episode, please consider becoming a paid subscriber.